being born again, Nicodemus, is intensely, for all practical purposes, an individual experience. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Omeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. Now, our guest is a regular visitor with us on various biblical matters. He is Bible teacher and pastor Joe Jackowitz. Now, Pastor Joe is the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church in Pleasanton, California. Our topic here is a term that's widely used by Christians, but a foreign concept to the secular here and even to some churchgoers. It's the term born again. Here's this uh, theologian, Nicodemus. He was a teacher that you and I would have gone to uh, during the day to ask of uh, religious questions. But then Jesus answers this uh, theologian in what must have been a strange way. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, could you elaborate about this question? You cannot see the kingdom of God unless you be born again? Born again? What's that? Well, in their conversation, after Nicodemus greeted him in a flattering way, Jesus immediately confronts Nicodemus with the truth that he must be born again. He's basically saying, look, being born again, Nicodemus, is intensely, for all practical purposes, an individual experience. And Nicodemus, I'm speaking to you on a very personal, intimate level. Nicodemus, unless you you, Nicodemus, are born again. You cannot go to heaven. Now, when Nicodemus seems incredulous, surprised in his response, he said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus was thinking totally on a physical level, but Jesus was speaking in spiritual terms. So after Jesus reprimands him and says, are you a teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Are you a teacher in the school of theology, yet you don't even understand yourself what kindergarten students should understand? How can you teach it if you don't even understand your ABCs? So Jesus reprimands him, perhaps gently, that since he's a leader of the Jews, he should already know this. He should already know what it means to be born again. And Jesus goes on to give a further explanation of the new birth, and he uses the phrase born again, which literally means born from above. Nicodemus had a real need. He needed a change of his heart, and that required a birth, a spiritual birth, a spiritual transformation, a new birth, something he had not experienced before. He was born physically, obviously. He was alive physically, but he needed another kind of birth that Jesus alluded to, and he did not have it yet. It was a new kind of birth, or being born again. It is an act of God where the Holy Spirit imparts into the person who believes in Jesus Christ the Spirit of God, who causes the Spirit of the person who believes in Jesus, to rise up and to be changed and to bring life into that person's heart and body. And this is not a new thing. This was taught in the Old Testament. 
Teaching about the new birth is widespread throughout the scriptures. That's what Jeremiah 33 and following says, where he says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take away the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. The idea of the new birth, it's been around for thousands of years as taught by the Old Testament prophets and priests and teachers in Israel. But in the New Testament, the teaching of the new birth is greatly and tremendously expanded. It is very carefully and precisely articulated and explained for anyone to understand. For example, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's another way of explaining that when a person is saved, forgiven of their sins, or becomes a Christian, he's a new creation. Something has been created in him that was not there before. And it's a spiritual creation so that the old life as a sinner, living for sin, living for self, living for the flesh, doing their own thing, that old life is passed away. Behold, a new life comes in and takes over and dominates the person now where his desires, his goals, his, his priorities are all changed. Things that he did not used to do, did not like to do, had no heart to do, like going to church, reading the Bible, praying, spending a lot of time with believers, going to prayer meetings, all those things he loves to do now. Those are the new things. Titus 3, five says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. The two words in this verse, washing and renewing, teach that God uses the washing of his word, the Bible, the preaching and teaching of the gospel, the good news of salvation, the plan of salvation through Jesus Christ. He uses the plan of salvation showing people how they can be born again. He uses that word to wash them, to change them, to create new life in them. And then when the Holy Spirit is sent, he takes that word that they heard about Jesus and being saved by him, and he really opens up the mind to understand what that word means, to understand how to be saved. The Holy Spirit also opens the heart of that person to love God like he never loved them before, to love Jesus Christ for dying on the cross in his or her place, to pay that person's sin debt. Oh, how we thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. We can never be thankful enough, but we praise him with our whole hearts. And we'll return to our talk with Pastor Joe, Joe Jackowitz, in just a moment, so please stay with us. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled with an I, dot com. There you'll find all of our podcasts and our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, tweet us on Twitter, 
or tune us in on Pandora. Now let's return to our talk with Pastor Joe as he continues sharing about the changes that occur when a person is truly born again. We see that this internal, inward change is done by the Holy Spirit taking the Word of God in the form of the gospel, the message of salvation through Christ, and powerfully applying it to a person's mind and heart and spirit, creating life in their heart where there was none before. There was no spiritual life there. There was physical life, but not spiritual life. And that's why 1 John 2.29 says that everyone who practices righteousness is born of him. When we become this new creation, where this new life begins, we begin to practice righteousness. We begin to obey the Word of God, and we begin to hunger and thirst after the will of God and the commandments of God to do them. That is a sign that a person has been born again. The one who practices righteousness, those old things have passed away, all things have become new, and the new practice of righteousness The new practice of obeying the Word of God is an indication that that person is born again. Lastly, in John 1, in verses 12 and 13, it says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. These first three descriptions of a birth are all in a physical realm. They were born not of blood. The blood means they were not born again through inheriting salvation from their family. Their family members did not pass on salvation. Their mother and father did not pass on forgiveness of sins. Salvation does not come from family or blood, nor of the will of the flesh. That means we can't work for our salvation. We can't pay for our salvation. The work of the flesh, nor the will of man, the will of physical exertion, the strong mental and emotional and psychological exertion in the will of man, the will of natural man, soulish man, can never obtain salvation. We can obtain salvation by physical birth from our parents, By the exertion of our flesh, we can't earn it, work for it, nor through any resolution to do better, to work harder, to try harder, through our psychological, mental effort. All of these things were tried, and no one has ever accomplished the new birth or becoming born again through these three ways, which are the only other ways except by the new birth or by being born again. And it says, but of God. Along the same line that you're talking about, uh, when Jesus uh, mentioned that you must be born again, he adds to it that you cannot even see the kingdom of God, that to those that are outside of God, the things of God are foolishness to them. Could you speak to that? Well, they're foolishness to them because they do not care anything about God and his will and his plan for their life, according to the Bible. Of course, the question is naturally asked, why does the person need to be born again? 
The answer is given in the Bible in Ephesians 2, in verse 1, where it says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So if a person is dead in a morgue on a table, and you yell and scream, Get up! Get up! Wake up! Rise up! No matter how much you scream, they're, they're not going to wake up. Why? Because they're mm-hmm. dead. They need a source from the outside to come and raise them up from the dead because they have no life in themselves. In Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You see, sinners are spiritually dead. And when they receive spiritual life through faith in Christ, the Bible describes it as a spiritual birth. God comes objectively, that is, from the outside into our hearts subjectively, and he creates a miracle of resurrection. Our spirits are raised from death. Our bodies are alive, but our spirits are dead. We have no power or will or desire to serve God or to know God. Only those who are born again, like I just described, have their sins forgiven and have a relationship with God. Let me make a personal appeal at this point, Bobby. If you have never trusted in the Lord Jesus as your Savior, will you consider the prompting of the Holy Spirit as he speaks to your heart right now? Will you listen to what the Lord is saying to you right now? You see, my friend, you need to be born again. Will you repent of your sin and trust Jesus Christ to save you? The Bible says, all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. A wonderful promise of the Lord's, a personal invitation to become a child of God. And we thank Pastor Joe Jackwitz, the president of First Love Ministries and the pastor of Christ Bible Church, for his message on what it means to be born again and his appeal to turn one's life over to Christ. You're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Also, if you've missed a program or would like to hear this current one again, or to invite others to listen, just go to our website. It's at connectionswithrichandbobby.com. And all of our contact information is there as well. This is Connections, connecting with one another as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.